This is Kevin. And this is Ron. And this episode of Your Valuable Home is brought to you by Provia. Provia, a faith-based company that makes entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone, and metal roofing. All of incomparable quality. Hey, Kevin and Ron. Tom Silver here from This Old House. And I understand your show, Your Valuable Home, is really doing well. You guys are doing a great job. And I want to congratulate you on 100 episodes. That's a big deal. So keep up the good work. You guys are really helping out a lot of homeowners with their questions that they're asking. And you guys are giving them great advice and information. And it's really making a real difference. So by the way, Kevin, uh, you really do seem to know what, what you're talking about because you were in the magazine. So keep up the good work, both of you guys. And uh, thanks for watching this old house, by the way. Congratulations one more time on 100 episodes. Welcome to Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast for listeners who believe that residential real estate is the way to build wealth. Hi, I'm Kevin Kennedy, a working contractor and host of Your Valuable Home. Your Valuable Home is for homeowners and investors alike who want to acquire and improve real estate based upon educated decisions. And I'm Ron Milk, Your Valuable Home producer and co-host. Our weekly one-hour podcast is not about doing it yourself. It's about hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. And it's not about flipping. It's about buying and holding to build wealth. Homeowners and investors who strive to create wealth and financial freedom with real estate and avoid costly home improvement mistakes. Your valuable home is for you. The Project Replay made redoing our kitchen and bath trouble-free. Your horror stories have kept us from hiring the wrong contractors. The college segments have taught us how to keep toxins out of our home, what to look for in replacement windows, how to borrow sensibly against home equity, and more. College teaches investors like me how to freshen up my rentals without spending a fortune. Their suggestions are great for our it's time for your valuable home. Hey, Ron, as you know, Tom Silva from This Old House gave us a great shout out for a hundredth podcast. Yeah, that was a wonderful thing for him to do. And Tom, we uh, wish you continued success with your show, This Old House. It's phenomenal. Okay, we have a little announcement to make here. We were off of Apple for a couple of weeks due to a technical glitch beyond our control, but we're back. So anybody who subscribes to our show, check Apple and you'll see the shows that you missed and you can pick up on them. Okay, Kev, another show. And we got something special in the replay to lead it off with a Provia dealer, right? Yeah, dealer and contractor. Dealer and contractor. So, From yeah, Pittsburgh, PA. Yeah, we're, we're moving around the country. Yep. We figure in Pennsylvania, just because we're in Philadelphia doesn't mean there's just one city. There's two cities, big ones, and one outside Pittsburgh. And we got a great contractor who is a big-time Provia installer. We have Patrick on the phone from Mount Pleasant Windows and Remodeling. And he's going to talk about a lot of the Provia jobs he's been recently doing and talking about uh, what's going on in the Pittsburgh Let's get into remodeling. It. So we had a nice conversation about a week ago talking about just general contracting and what he's seeing out there. Mm-hmm. It's nice to hear people are doing it right. Patrick, I tell you, when you hear the show, me talking about how many bad contractors there are, you even said the same thing. You're just going against a bunch of hacks out there and they're not doing the right job. So let's talk about Mount Pleasant. So how long have you been in business? Mount Pleasant uh, has been in business since 1975. Wow. Was it in your family or what? No, it was. Uh, it, it's, it's a family-owned business. They're second generation now. And they're active in the company. Father had started the company. Son's taken over, and possibly uh, his son will be taken over, too. We've dealt with a lot of family-owned businesses. Tom Adams, Windows and Carpets in Richboro, PA, and a couple of other locations. They've been at it about the same amount of time, 60, right? Yeah, 60-some yeah, years. Yeah. Yes, we're starting to show our age the good contractors, all the newer contractors. In Pennsylvania, you got to have a HICPA license, it's called. And don't you love it when these people are like, hey, listen, I've been in business for 37 years. You look at their HICPA yeah. license, it's like 100,600 and some odd. And you, when you go look at it up, it's been in business for six months. So I ask, if you've been in business for 30 years, why did you just get your license six months ago? And the HICPA license, yeah, what, right. Patrick's been around for yeah. 12 years now? It was lost in the mail. <laughs> so Mount Pleasant Windows Remodel have been in business for a long time. So they can go back to, I say, projective job and say, well, listen, I did that job right down the road from you 30 years mm-hmm. ago, you can go talk to the homeowner. So that's something nice when a good company's been around for so long. They've been in business because absolutely yeah. they're doing it right. Yeah. So, and then one of the nice things about it is uh, Patrick, let's talk about some of the doors recently that you just sent me of installation. Whose were they and what do you like installing? Well, we sell strictly Provia doors. 
We've been doing business directly with Provia for over 40 years. We love the quality of the product that they put out, and we're a type of contractor, when we sell something, we don't want to have to come back unless it's required. We look for quality products. Provia's been very good to us. Anytime we need service, you know, they take care of us. Our customers absolutely love the doors, and uh, our installers are all factory trained and certified by Provia to install these doors. I said numerous times on the air, when you're installing a Provia door, how much easier it is to install it and quicker because the hardware, the handles already done for you. Yeah, every door is custom sized, so it's a perfect fit. We're not modifying an opening to install a door. The certification process, Patrick, how long does that take? So it's a couple days. We're sending some new installers down there too uh, in April. I'll be down there for a couple days. They install different types of conditions so that when the guys get back, they're very familiar with how to install that product. Everywhere you do, it's talking about wood framing. Even you got steel framing, you have masonry openings. There's a lot of different avenues that you've got to attack to make sure that when you're measuring a door and installing a door, you know what you're getting into. The Provia product just makes it a lot easier. Patrick, if you did the new uh, time saver door where you actually pull the cladding off the brick molding and it's got the levels that are built into the door already? Oh yeah, we do the pre-cladded on every door. Oh, it's beautiful. It's just, without it, it doesn't look right. <laughs> it's gotta be a contractor's dream too, right? Probably saves a lot oh, of money. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, our, our guys, are, you know, you can put one of these doors in there. I, I see you guys some pictures. They're absolutely beautiful when they're installed. Your market area, is it Pittsburgh itself? Or are you in Swickley? I'm actually a little southwest of Pittsburgh in Monroeville, Murraysville area. Yep. My territory is about an hour and a half radius. Almost all the way to the Ohio State line too, right? We, we're all the way to the Ohio line, all the way to the West Virginia line. Gotcha. Across okay. the border. But now, do you offer a Permani sandwiches out in Pittsburgh with every door that you sell? They are really good, but fortunately, no, we don't. <laughs> they are very, they're one of my favorites. <laughs> Maybe we should. Ron, every city's got like their little niche. We're yeah, Philly's cheesesteaks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, when I go out there every time we were going out to Buffalo it. Wings. In Buffalo. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we, maybe you ought to do selling that. But I tell you, it's a nice little sandwich while you're uh, installing a new door. And the, then the homeowner's going to have to love the door because they're getting a sandwich along with it. But that, just throwing yeah, it out right? there. <laughs> That's Patrick. a really good idea. I might have to use that, okay? There you go. How many Previa projects do you install in a year's time? We also get windows from two. So, I mean, yep. you know, any day I could have three or four jobs running every day. So, I mean, we probably do six, 700 jobs a year with a Previa installs. Previa jobs. Between mm-hmm. doors and windows, right? Between doors and windows. Wow. Correct. That's a lot of Previa. Pittsburgh is Provia territory, no question about it. We want to continue Provia throughout the entire country. So that's why we're going to keep moving west and north and south and just talking to contractors and all the Provia products to get the word out. When you're a contractor, you know, you, you want to sell a quality product and you want to sell something that doesn't need to be serviced. That's why you don't go down to the big box stores. Mm-hmm. You know, we're factory direct with Provia. That relationship is, is, is dynamite. We have a wonderful factory rep. His name's Dan Gribbins. Uh, he's with Provia. We deal directly with him on any issues that we ever have, but I, I couldn't think of a better company. If there was, we'd probably be working with them, but Provia is just top-notch. Yeah, everything about the company, the way they ship product, the product itself, the the way it looks, the website. The website, I think, is absolutely magnificent. It helps somebody who can't visualize, and a lot of people can't, visualize certain products working together like a door working with siding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and it helps Mm -hmm. people through that process. Yeah, our guys carry an iPad. They can kind of superimpose the the door that they're doing over the front door at the customer's house Yeah, so they can get a good visual visualization of what it looks like. And we have a special app within Provia. Just, uh, the homeowner picks out the door and we take a picture of the front of their house and that door is superimposed over their existing door. So it gives them a really good idea of what it's going to look like. And you could probably do it with siding too, the door and the siding and windows. We do have that capability. Yes. We do have uh, fantastic. visualized roofing, siding, mm-hmm. windows. Stonework. Mm-hmm. The Provia yeah. Stonework. You know, when you spend a lot of money on remodeling, it really helps you pick out your choices to get exactly what you want. Yeah. What are the trends lately have been happening out in Pittsburgh? Black seems to be a really good popular color for some reason. A lot of people are liking the black and uh, the grays. We do all sorts of different colors on everything. Yeah, black is hot in our area, too. Yeah, black you've, on black. You've done a lot of We've been doing all the black on black. <laughs> We've been doing the Aris window with the uh, black exterior and the black interior. Mm-hmm. I tell you, that black interior is the nicest finish I've ever seen on a window, ever. Um, I ordered a sample down. Th- I was just recently at the factory, and they had a black window, interior, exterior. I ordered two of those for sample. It was a showpiece of a window. It was beautiful the, on the Aries window. Oh, aren't they? They are yeah. so nice. We actually did a job in October. You put in what, a couple of those, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, we did a couple of them. What we did is... When we started, we were doing the kitchen, and there was a lot of black tones in the kitchen, light, light gray, dark gray. And we were just chatting. I said, well, why don't you try a black interior window? And they, were, they loved the idea. Mm-hmm. 
So we sold one of them, then we got the other one sold. So we did a window, an awning window above the sink, and we did a triple window, which connected to the kitchen itself into the family room. And I said, it's good because with Provia, nothing's changing. It's the top quality window. You don't have to worry about like a product redesign going in the next year or two because this is new and it's hot. So in time over the next year or two, they're going to be doing parts of their house, the front of the house, the back of the house. We've never done a black interior. It was the first black interior that we've done with Provia. And oh, wow. It was Gorgeous awesome. It. it was really nice. We've been doing a lot of casement windows. The casement, these are big windows that we put in. And you always, when people always say, well, you know, is the casement window going to be strong enough to hold that window as it operates? It was like butter. When we open the window, close the window, the locking system and deb was on the show probably about a month and a half ago just love the look of it it really looks authentic when you see it mm. just the finish of it you know sometimes you get windows that are <clears> cheap looking and you know it's cheap that's not provia they're giving you a quality window but that window is going to be lasting for the next 30 50 years so that's what one of the things that i like to sell the provia products because as patrick said we don't want callbacks i don't want a product where it's going to fail in a couple of years and you got to go fix it again so that's why i was dealing with provia for the past 10 years that tom adams talked me into it because it's a great product so i've been um trying to get into more trends lately and that black on black is probably one of our best selling here in the philadelphia area. i think you're going to see a lot more of that happening around well in our area anyway yeah so patrick we've done a lot of stained doors prior to this are you seeing more of the painted doors coming into play we're running probably about 50 50 but some people will have a, a painted door on the inside and stained on the outside that's a beautiful thing that provia does you can contrast it if you want a wood grain interior or exterior you can do that in a painted interior you can do that or vice versa it's so awesome the factory finish is unbelievable. Yeah, the paint and interior, you, you could use it to blend in with your walls, the paint color yeah. with your walls and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes when you do the stain interior, we've done them years ago, mm-hmm. it just doesn't look right when you do the stain per se for the inside because it doesn't blend with certain parts of the house. Because if you put a, a walnut stain in, you have an oak floor that's gun stock, it, it's going to clash. But Provia gives you the option. You can yeah, paint that's... the inside and then stain the outside. And another thing, what I always liked about Provia is the frame that they put on from years ago to now it looks like the door when i try to say to homeowners well listen there are door companies out there you'll know when you see a cheap door because it looks like it's plastic and then when you see the frame around it just looks like another piece of plastic that's stained it doesn't even match right you cannot tell the difference with provia they put so much time and effort into the framing along with the door so everything looks uniform. Absolutely. And you know the front door is the whole focal point of the house. And if you look at anybody's house, your eyes automatically go to that front door. Having a Provia product just definitely makes an impact. Excellent curb appeal. And you say you've been selling Provia products. The company has been selling Provia products for 40 years. Is that Did I get that right? For a little over, for a little over 40 That's years. Amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. We're factory direct. I mean, we're, we're grandfathered in. So every Monday I get a tractor trailer pulls up and brings us a lot of product. What an amazing track record record that is for you and for them well when you do business with with, with somebody takes care of you you tend to stick with them absolutely has has definitely done that well you know i was recently at at the plant and one of the things when when they're making these doors i was amazed by how many people actually touch this door and have eyes on it as it's being built throughout the factory and the same thing with their windows it's just a lot of attention to detail you know you start off when they're making the skins and then they do the you know the foam court you know somebody does the skin somebody does the foam injections you know somebody's doing the cutting somebody's you know somebody's staining somebody's painting guys are polishing it's just a lot of hands are touching these doors it's like they have a dry cleaner system you know how the dry cleaners are hanging spinning around a track the doors yeah, just sure. go through the plant uh-huh. on a hanger like that and huh. just it's it's really amazing they first class organization well, we will be seeing that not too uh, planning a trip future. out there. Yeah, we're planning a trip. You'll be real excited when you go down there, and, and and how clean the factory is is amazing. Uh, that, that speaks volume. Well, I'll tell you, we're impressed with every aspect of the company. We're very, very blessed to have them as a sponsor of the show, and this is their second year. It's a great relationship, and it sounds like you would say the same thing. Absolutely. All right, Patrick, we'd like to have you back on a little bit later in the year to talk about some of the new, uh, the hot things that you're doing. Talk about more about the Provia product in Pittsburgh is blessed to have somebody like you putting in the Provia products and doing a great job and dealing with great product. Anytime. What are the latest scams and shakedowns? Let's find out with Ron and Kevin. It's the Bad Guy Bulletin. All right, Ryan, now it's time for the horror story. It is the bad guy bulletin. Uh, this is a bad guy, too. This that is it is. It sounds like a group of bad guys. So we have Stephanie on the phone. I've known Stephanie for years. I know her mom and dad, too. And she had a situation. She was packing up in New York, right, Steph? Yes, New York City, Manhattan. Why don't you give us the story and tell us where you are with it at this point? 
I was in New York City for almost 16 years. I was in Harlem, East Harlem, had a nice one bedroom apartment. I had a business where I did home visits. I'm a board certified lactation consultant and registered nurse. And I did home visits, helping families with feeding issues of their babies. So I would bounce around the city and work with newborns. And so when COVID hit in March of 2020, you know, New York City got hit in a way many places didn't. It, we were seriously on a lockdown. Everything just stopped. So my business, I certainly wasn't going into homes and working with with newborns right out of the hospital. And I struggled with my business. I went to telehealth, went virtual with it for a while, but I just took a major hit. And so my lease was up in December of 2020 and I had no choice but to move. I lost my apartment because of COVID. The plan at that point in December, 2020 was to put my entire life in business. Half of my apartment was my company because I worked out of my home when I wasn't doing home visits, put all of that into long-term storage and prepaid for six months of long-term storage. December 17th of 2020, I had a moving company come. I had done research. I have moved many times in my life. My dad was a naval officer, so I've had many moves. And I did all the basic research. The website was good. The licensure, everything that you would look for appeared legit. There was no reason to think it was not. I narrowed down to this one particular company because they could come on the date that I needed to move out of my lease. And they gave me a pretty decent deal on six months of long-term storage. I had to move in with my parents and they lived halfway around the world in Hawaii. So I had no choice in New York City but to put everything into storage. I was told everything would be put into an air-conditioned, secured warehouse in Elizabeth, New Jersey, just right over the bridge from the city. And so on December 17th, I had hired a company called Gold Standard Moving and Relocation. They had sent me several contracts. We had done a video walkthrough. So it's supposed to be the precise way that they know what your furniture size is, everything you have, so that the quote they give you is accurate. I'd signed contracts. They showed up on December 17th, 2020 to move me. That was the day of my scheduled move. We had a 17 inch blizzard in the city that day. I tried to get them to push it back a day or two because I didn't have to fly out to the 21st and they wouldn't do that. Three men showed up at my door with paperwork saying they were from New Era Relocation. I had never heard of this company. I tried calling Gold Standard at that time and they wouldn't answer the phone. They did not show up in my apartment till like 6, 7 p.m. at night after they were supposed to be there earlier in the day. So they were showing up at night to move me. They didn't leave till like 2, 3 in the morning. I was doing all this by wow. myself. Because of the snow and the weather and everything else, they added all of these charges. They added a $500 snow charge, you know, like nobody can control the weather. They claimed I had more glass furniture, all of this stuff that I had extra furniture and weight that they had not seen on the video walkthrough, which was a complete lie. The video walkthrough had just been like a week or so before. I packed up everything myself. They were just there for the larger pieces of furniture. I had had over 69 boxes that I had packed myself and everything fit an 18 wheeler truck. I was on the eighth floor and I could look down in this crazy blizzard we were having that day and saw them fill. They could barely shut the doors. I I had a lot of stuff. I had prepaid for long-term storage, like I said. Everything was supposed to be stored and secured until the summer of 2021. And the original plan, you know, the, the vaccine had just come out around that time. So I thought, okay, great. You know, we'll have COVID a little more under control. I'd give it like a six month. My parents just save some money and then I'll go back and get another apartment and restart my business and, and things will be good. So in June of 2021, that didn't happen and the numbers weren't that great. And it's, I still wasn't at a place to go back to home visits full time in the city. And so I called to extend my storage in June of 2021. They had always answered emails, always answered phone calls, this company, and nobody would answer an email and nobody would answer my calls. And when I would call, it was a disconnected number. And this went on for maybe a week or so. And normally they would respond and I never had a problem. So I thought something's weird. I'm a pretty successful independent woman in my mid forties. I haven't needed my parents for much in my adult life, but I asked my dad to call and leave a message as a man, a male's voice. And he did. And they immediately called back and came up with this whole story that the people who had actually moved me were brokers, that their broker, that I had hired a broker company originally with Gold Standard. And the people they sent that day were another company and they weren't responsible. And that company had folded because originally we were told the owner died of COVID. Then they said cancer. Then, I mean, we very quickly realized so something were, was wrong. We needed help. They were trying to smoke you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you signed up with a broker who got the moving company, right? Correct. But yeah. I had no idea. They did not advertise themselves as a broker. They advertised themselves as a moving and storage company. So I had no idea until the day of the move when the paperwork said a completely different company. And then the original company I'd booked with wouldn't answer 
answer the phone. So six months later, they definitely wouldn't answer the phone. They changed their number. They'd gone out of business and they claimed they had no responsibility to the company that actually moved me, that the owner had died and kept no paperwork, that he was a terrible business person. These were the emails we were getting back and they would look into trying to find my stuff. And so we immediately knew we needed help. And I was still at my parents and they helped me. And we started calling around trying to find a lawyer. Come to find out that is a very difficult process because this is a very kind of free for all business, the moving and storage industry in this country, we've learned. And lawyers just don't want to take this on. We've learned these people are truly professional criminals. I mean, they cover all bases, leave no trace. They make sure they're not caught because they've gotten away with this for a long time. There was definite collusion between the two companies, right? Oh, absolutely. It's like a shell game. And they got you calling one and calling the other. They're going to move the stuff around. Sorry, so-and-so died. We don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're in this together. They Mm -hmm. knew exactly what they were doing. We eventually found a lawyer, Susan Hanalask, out of New York City. The only reason we found this, we had a family friend who was a retired lawyer in Pennsylvania, and he was able to look up on whatever system lawyers use, just what cases are public. And he just happened to type in the name of these two companies gold standard and new era which of course have both gone under now and are not a business but he found another lawsuit filed in i believe april of 2021 a few months before i found out all of my stuff was gone and it was filed by a new york retired supreme court judge jeffrey spinner and he lived on long island and had moved not long before me in 2020 and all of his stuff was gone too oh they got him too yeah, this family friend of ours just found this name and that a case was already filed with Gold Standard and New Era moving companies named in this case. And so we contacted this lawyer and she agreed to kind of take me on to kind of piggyback this case. Um, she filed on behalf of four of us. Now, everybody else in our suit, most of their stuff or part of their stuff was found. Like, I believe Judge Spinner's stuff was just the truck was abandoned on the side of a highway in New Jersey and stuff had just been left out in the elements. So stuff was moldy and broken and ruined. And so a lot of the stuff had to be thrown away, but they did get some of their stuff back. I'm the only one named of the four of us in our case that have never seen anything I've ever owned again, just gone into- Oh boy, I'm sorry about that. Into the thin air with no explanation, no story. We um, talked to the driver of the moving truck that came that day on the 17th to my apartment. And he said he did drive the truck, he and the two guys to Elizabeth, New Jersey. And there was a warehouse in a parking lot and he was told, he was new with this company and he was told to leave the truck in the parking lot. It was night, of course, it was the middle of the night in a snowstorm and that they would get the truck in the morning and good luck with you that. know empty it into the warehouse yeah. and this driver said i live in elizabeth and he said i thought that was weird but i did it and we left the parking lot and he said i live in elizabeth and he said a few days later i drove by where i left your truck of stuff and everything was gone there wasn't a warehouse there wasn't a truck he said it was like a ghost town and he said you know i live in this city they drop stuff off and then it's just gone you know i don't know what to believe at this point they've told so many lies they have the means to hire cd lawyers that lie on their behalf every paperwork they show is fake everything's doctored so you know after a couple years of dealing with this you just feel like a crazy person you don't know what to believe anymore right i can imagine yeah but one time they said in court we sell what we can and we burn the rest and that's probably the only thing that i believe that they've ever said for whatever reason they just decided my stuff was the stuff that i'd get you know nothing back on and I believe it's burned, gone, you know, I'll never find it. So well, yeah, there's there's gotta be an end game for them, right? They've gotta be doing well, so something with it, right? In December, it, yeah. right, right, right. I mean, they, we do it for money. I mean, my lawyer going through this has found out a lot of stuff and we don't know what's true and what's not. She's gotten like random phone calls and we don't know if that's part of their gig of like, I'm somebody who used to work for them, but they're really on the inside kind of thing because these people are such horrible people. But we've heard they're Russian criminals like on the run from Russia in our country with various aliases. We know there's at least six states where they have aliases and they will make up a company name, a moving company and steal from people. And then as they start to get caught or something, they shut it down and move on. So we've heard there are criminals on the run from other countries. We've also gotten a phone call that they're actually 
in the illegal street drug business and they're very dangerous people and they just uh, front as movers. You have to assume um, that in this case, that they are dangerous right, people. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we, we've kind of treaded lightly, but also like we want some kind of justice. So in December of 2021, my lawyer filed on behalf of the four of us in this case, a federal RICO charge, because this is an interstate crime. We were suing all in toll for 5 million and, you know, split amongst all of us knowing we wouldn't get anywhere near that. We were just trying to make a statement and to get mostly these people into federal prison to get some kind of like punishment to them that didn't happen we walked away with basically nothing in money because a month after we filed in december of 2021 in january of 2022 they filed federal bankruptcy claiming they had no money they had nothing they showed up with fake bank documents in court i mean it's just unbelievable my lawyer just said she's never seen such a thing uh, and she's gone up against like pharmaceutical companies. I mean, she's a big deal lawyer. And she just said it's unbelievable how they got away with what they got away with. So by name, that company was shut down, New Era and Gold Standard. But our understanding is they have opened up another moving company. Oh. Uh, the last we heard in California under another name. And in they California are still now. doing this. Yes, that's, a, that's where they filed bankruptcy through. And uh, that's one of the reasons we didn't end up with the settlement or have them in prison, I, you know, my lawyer's convinced is she said they're not dumb criminals. I mean, they are in one way, but not in that they don't know the law because she said California, I guess, is known to be more lenient on criminals or at least favor in the side of the criminal, you know, benefit of the doubt kind of thing. And so they knew to go set up in California and file bankruptcy from there because they were more than likely to get away with it and have California believe they were bankrupt. And that's exactly what happened. Um, my lawyer had to get special, like whatever the, the wording is, as legal governance to be able to represent me, you know, this is all virtually, but through California, because that's where the bankruptcy trial was. And she, you know, she didn't have rights there. And they knew that they knew she was a New York lawyer. So they did everything they could to make it harder for us. It, it was shocking. None of us thought we'd walk away with them not punished and us really not having any answers or any justice. So much for closure, justice, right? And that's what's happened. So yeah, much for really. justice. Be very careful. I tell you, I have, this has opened my eyes up to the legal system like nothing else. I mean, like, I, it's just unbelievable, our system. And we found out the moving and storage industry is one of the most corrupt industries with the little overhead and oversight of pretty much any industry in our country. It's, it costs about $125 a year to be a moving company. And all you need proof of is like seven people's names and two trucks license plate. So my lawyer's like, you can get two people, you know, with big trucks and like seven of your buddies and write it down $125. And now you're a moving company. Well, and this all falls, falls under the Department of Transportation, the DOT, and they just have not done anything about this. And so my lawyer's like, fine, we went up against federal court. We tried to take these people down. It didn't work in the way we wanted because they're such good liars. The only way to kind of stop this, we need somebody kind of more powerful and more money than we have, is we got to get to Congress. We got to get bigger than this. If something's got to so be done about this. Yeah. Yeah. That's her goal now is to get in front of Congress, to get Pete Buttigieg of the head of the DOT, somebody to listen and pay attention that can do this and, and truly goes after these people in a way that, that we just haven't been able to yet. They are truly professional criminals. I mean, they know exactly what they're doing yep. and they take and apparently this became its own pandemic during the pandemic uh, because so many people had to move, especially out of New York. And so they just took advantage. Billion dollar industry. And yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. You know, you pay, essentially I paid them to rob me. Like my lawyer said, it's the most vile crime because all in with storage and moving and everything, I was all in around 10,000. So I paid these people a significant amount of money that I didn't have when I was struggling during a pandemic and losing my apartment to like thinking they're going to keep my stuff, my business, my life secured in a warehouse in New Jersey for six months. And they took everything from me. You know, it's a, it's just mind boggling. And there was no signs that they were faulty or wrong. I mean, I was, it felt like any other move I'd ever done in my life as a Navy brat, like so they, nothing weird about it. They were accomplished you know? criminals. Since, yeah. since there was no tip-off, we partner with Bucks County DA's office. Mark Ferber is the guy that we deal with there. He successfully prosecuted one of the first cases of this in Pennsylvania. It goes back to 2015. So these guys have been out there for a while. Wow. The other person that we partner with is from the Bucks County um, Consumer Protection Weights and Measures. It's Michael Bannon. And Mike wrote to me. Mike said, I hope all is well. Moving company scams are a big problem. So what you just did, Stephanie, is get out there because we have a pretty substantial audience throughout the country. 
people need to know about this. They need to know about this. The broker mover thing sounds like, you know, good cop, bad cop. And then you can't get, you try to get one on the phone. He doesn't know anything about the other one, vice versa. Correct. So it's, it's a perfect scam. Kevin, were you aware of this? No, I not this bad. Frank, were you aware of this? You ever hear of this? I uh, heard a little bit about it, but I had a similar situation in Georgia, but nothing like like nothing like this. Yeah. This is crazy. No, this is crazy. Like well, you said you you dropped ten thousand dollars on uh, moving and storage, but yeah, what about the cost of all your goods? It's impossible. I mean, there's just things you can't put a value on. And then what we've spent legally, you know, I've borrowed money from my parents. I I am tapped out. I've paid everything I could possibly pay to fight this, and we didn't get where we wanted to be. So I'm just begging for anybody's help who could help us. And I just definitely want to warn people because it's literally been a living nightmare and i don't i don't want anybody else to go through this it's terrible and for anybody's interested newsweek has picked this up an awesome investigative reporter valerie bowman there's now been two articles so newsweek is following this and richard blumenthal a senator from connecticut has gotten involved and is asking the dot has kind of put the pressure on pete Buttigieg and is asking for answers by march 23rd on how is this happening in our country so hopefully something will come of this but it's just uh it's tough to be optimistic when this is dragged on for years and you just feel like it's just been one kick after the other kind of thing. You know? Well, you're doing the right thing and Thank this you. can help somebody else or a number of other people going forward. You're definitely doing the right thing and we feel sorry for you. Thank I, you. It's a shame. This Thank is, you. This Thank you for your help, seriously, and for, for listening and just letting me tell my story. I really appreciate it. Listen the following week and we're going to have Mike and Mark comment on this in Man, terms of what they To help heard, our listeners. Okay? All righty. Great. All right, we'll be back after we take a quick break. Hey, Kev, we've talked many times about the importance of curb appeal on the value quality products add to exterior home improvements. Provia fiberglass entry doors and vinyl replacement windows add that value. And for huge impact, curb appeal, and value, there's Provia vinyl siding and manufactured stone, right? Yep, the super polymer formulation of Provia siding reflects heat and protects against UV rays and solar heat buildup for lasting color and value. Provia siding comes in traditional, insulated, and decorative profiles, all with the look and texture of wood. People often stop me and ask about my Provia Cedar Max siding. I've actually gotten siding jobs that way. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Well, how about colors and styles? My customers love the palette of popular colors, including dark and bold hues, and a variety of styles from clapboard to Dutch lap, board and batten, and chic, like mine. And you can see it all and how the colors and styles work with Provia entry doors and vinyl replacement windows at Provia's fabulous website, provia.com backslash YVH. Also, check out Provia's manufactured stone, another wow product for the eye-pop and exterior and interior accents. I just used it on my fireplace. Amazing how real Provia manufactured stone looks. That's because individual stones in Provia stone veneer are made in molds created by professional stonemasons. They use actual stones to form the molds. That's how Provia gets its rugged texture, shadow lines, and coloring of real quarried stone. The assortment of shapes and sizes and 10 stone color palettes even take geographic variations into account. Once again, Provia delivers on its mission, which is to serve by caring for details in ways that others won't. Visualize the possibilities at Provia.com backslash YVH. All right, Ryan, as we're going through all of our fascinating colleges that we've been coming up with some great ideas, you came up with another one. What is it? As we discussed many times on Your Valuable Home, the real estate seller's market that continues to this day, and it does, has frustrated many buyers who are tired of bidding wars involving up to a dozen or more potential buyers. I just heard of a story where 29 people bid on a house. That's kind of crazy. You may as well play the lottery. You got a better chance. Yeah, well, that was normal for the past okay. year in 2022. All right, so all that's got me to thinking, maybe there's a better way. Instead of wasting another one or two years scrambling for a house, because this could last a while, maybe it's time to look for land and build a house. It's not going to be easy to do. In some areas of the country, it might not be easy to do here in Bucks County. But in other areas of the country, and we have a national audience, it could be. We're exploring that option with a couple of interesting companies. We talked to Jeff Levine, realtor, about it. Today, we're going to be talking with Michael Hawks, the architect for Acorn Deck House, based in Acton, Massachusetts. What attracted me to Acorn Deck House is your sense, Michael, of clean design, the true, I think, in mid-century modern architecture, correct? Am I right about that? Yeah, that's right. Give us a brief history of Acorn Deck House. Sure. Yeah. Well, first, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, Acorn Deck House, we've been in business since the late 1940s. We started as two separate companies, and they were both pioneering modern prefabricated houses. We used mm-hmm. post and beam and panelized system. And they had a friendly rivalry, I guess you'd say, for a while. Um, and then they merged into one company in the mid-1990s. Um, throughout that history, we've designed and built over 20,000 homes uh, nationwide and internationally, too. 
Oh, and internationally, too. Okay. Yep. You emphasize sustainability. Can you get into that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest advantages that we get from our process, which is uses off-site construction, is that you get that sustainability. So with that process, we use less waste. Uh, we build to tighter tolerances, which creates a much tighter and more durable envelope. So and since everything's built to such a high quality, it's it's meant to be long-lasting. Um, we're also very flexible. So on top of what we do, our houses are, can be as energy efficient as the client and the builder can make them. So for example, we actually just achieved a house that was net positive because it had a lot of high insulation, tight air envelope, low E windows, and they used um, a solar array that basically made up all of their energy with that. How many houses do you complete in a year? We have approximately 30 projects moving through our factory right now. That's both homes and additions per year. And if you include another big part of our business would be customers that are serviced through our renovations, parts and service, other orders for those 20,000 homes that I referenced. Uh, that number jumps close to like 500 a year. Okay. And how do you, you I think it says you you always say you collaborate with independent architects too, right? How, does, how exactly does that work? Yeah, that's right. So maybe 15, 20% of our projects right now, we're actually working with an independent architect and mm-hmm. their client. And so what we do is we try and blend their design with our panelization system. So we like to start those early. You want to get early in the design development process so that we can make sure the overlap is there. And like on our website now, actually, if you look, we just posted some completed photos. We did a basketball gym with a local architect that we recently collaborated on. It's all that. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Some of the work there is just spectacular. Is finding a modest home site and building a viable option for people today uh, who've been frustrated by the seller's market? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Um, Because it sort of gives them that control that it sounds like, you know, they're not getting in your example there. So, I mean, what what we find is that our clients then have the freedom too to create something of their own. It can be unique to them and to their site too. Where are most of your your properties located? Are they in New England or do you build here in the mid-Atlantic states? Yeah, we we do build in the mid-Atlantic states. I'd say... um, we basically work anywhere across the United States. The bulk of our current work is in New England, D.C. area, Maryland, Virginia. But, yeah, we actually have a project in Pennsylvania now, um, also California, Wyoming. Do you physically go there or do you communicate with whoever the builder is? Uh, we communicate with whoever the builder is, yeah. Okay. And we do, yeah, all the meetings with the client will do virtually as well. Do you have a preferred list of builders? Yeah, absolutely. So just because of our history, we've built up this network of preferred builders throughout the country, and we recommend those to clients if they're available in their area. And more and more recently, too, I've been working with a lot of new builders, too. So, you know, we have a build orientation pre-construction on any project, and we'll just we'll talk about that specific project and focus on their land. So the client then um, also contracts with them separately. Okay, now we're going to get into uh, the nuts and bolts of it. What is a good rule of thumb on the square foot costs of, say, a 2,000 square foot house? I mean, I think... I think the days are over where people were building these monumental houses with all the volume and everything. And, and, and people are generally down. That's what I, what, what I observe anyway. Some of the developments that have sprung up in Bucks County lately, Kevin. Yeah, I agree. You've seen the same thing? Yeah. You don't need 5,000 or 6,000 square feet. So what's the rule of thumb on the cost of a uh, like 2,000 square foot acorn deck house? Right now, the average all-in cost for us to build a 2,000-square-foot home is 950000 to $1.4 And that range comes down to things like the complexity of the project, the materials, and the client's allowances, too. But what we help to do is make that cost predictable. So early on in the process, we can give estimates. We update those all along the, all along the way, too, so we make sure we're staying within the budget. That does or doesn't include the land? That does not include not the land. Not include the land, okay. Is it possible for a young family, with, that would be a big number for a young family, is it possible for a young right. family, if you planned it so that it was cost efficient all the way down the line, doing like slab on grade, no basement, all that stuff, to build a house maybe 1,500 square feet and right. have the drawings and everything set in place to expand that house the way they want to expand it at a later date? I'm not talking about putting up framing and stuff like that but just have the right. plans in place, is it possible to reduce that cost substantially to like $600,000 with, a, say, a so, fourteen to 1,500-square-foot house? So, yeah, that definitely helps. Like, the smaller you get, the cost per square foot mm-hmm. goes up the smaller you get, mm-hmm. but the overall cost would, would definitely uh, start to come down. And doing things like you're saying, slab-on grade, um, mm-hmm. where you're getting rid of an additional floor system and frost walls, that certainly helps a lot. You know, keeping it to one story um, and keeping it tight and efficient certainly would, would help that way. And then what we like to do, too, is, you know, if we start with like a smaller house and the family's thinking about growing in the future, then we can plan for that. So 
you know, that's one of the other advantages of going custom is that you can sort of plan for the future and design that in now. Exactly. Exactly. Know what the house is going to look like today, even though you're going to put the addition on or whatever you want to call it five or 10 years from now. Right. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. A lot of time when, when you look at builders today, and I remember having this conversation with one of the biggest builders, uh, probably about 15, 20 years ago, and we're doing a lot of work in that development, doing basements because they're unfinished. And we just started talking about big homes. They were yeah, nice size. Yeah. But when you say to them, you know, I, I get a lot of the bigger builders want to use the cheap products. They want to throw the cheap windows in, cheap roofing, a lot of the cheaper products, cheap siding. Yep. But what I always tell homeowners is that, and this is the conversation I had with the, the gentleman at the, the building site, is that when you do cheap, it's job security for me. But looking at an acorn deck house, you're looking at all quality. So you do not need to replace right. anything for the next 40 years. So that's right. something that people don't consider. They're like, well, that's a little bit too pricey. But I said, well, listen, that when you get a better product, it's going to last a lot longer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Michael, do you agree right. with me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's one of our big selling points for sure. What uh, brand of windows do you use? So we use Marvin and Pella a lot. And we Marvin. also actually manufacture our own mahogany windows here as well. Mahogany windows. Wow. They've got to be. They've got to be a little bit costly, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now they're cheaper. A little bit more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. No, I I agree with it. I mean, if you look at it that way, and you buy quality now, even though it might be smaller, what do two people need? If two people and one child. Do they need two thousand square feet right off the bat? No, probably not. Right. Well, I mean, it's what you want to do. It's right. just I always try to educate people and putting the better products in from the beginning because absolutely, you know what it's like to go through putting a cheap window in. You got a beautiful house and the windows start failing in seven to ten years. Why do it twice? So why don't you put a window that's going to be forty yeah. to fifty years and you never need to do it again? Plus the aggravation of going through trying to hire a contractor, uh, putting the right product and make sure they're going to do the job correctly. This all rolls into it. So just do it right from the beginning. That's why this concept's a great idea. And you know, if you have the plan done, the whole plan, the entire plan done up front you know exactly how you're going to how you're going to expand that house right you're not buying a cookie cutter you're house you're buying, buying something custom yeah. you're buying something that's going to suit you for a long 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 time absolutely okay what are some of the other costs michael uh over and above your costs i mean you got land cost you got clearing the land you got the septic system do you have a rule of thumb for what percentage of over and above your costs that are, those other components would uh, um, constitute yeah i wouldn't say I wouldn't say we have a percentage just because it varies so much based on the site, especially if it's like, you know, untouched land. It could be you could have to bring in utilities or, or things like that. That right. It's hard to account for project for project. But, yeah, I mean, other than the cost of land itself, it's definitely all those site utilities. And then the other thing that people want to consider is landscaping or hardscaping, too, you know, or like putting in a pool. Those kind of things are not part of what a builder and architect is going to tell you about the actual build cost. But a pool is something you put in a later date, too. Exactly. Yeah. You could plan an right. addition around uh, addition and a pool. So yeah. you say 10 years from now, we're going to put that in. Just think of the future. Yeah. So the house and what is the future? What are your possibilities? It's all going to make a time factor on how big that house is going to be. Because if you only have a certain right. lot, you can't keep building on it. Mm-hmm. So many square footage of setbacks, stuff like that, that you have to look into with your designer and builder and architect to make sure. Yeah, absolutely. Ab- absolutely up front. Okay. How much of an acorn deck house home is prefabricated in your Massachusetts factory? So we prefabricate all the major components that that make the weathertight shell. So it's a and it's a panelized system that I referenced. So everything's flat packed for delivery. So posts, beams, panels, floor trusses are all cut t- to size. Uh, and then there's a number of interior fitouts too, like stairs, rails, doors, and trim that we also supply. Uh, and we coordinate the shipments with the local builder. So we phase it with construction, right? We don't just drop everything at once. Um, it's timed with that construction sequence. You know, that's uh, touching on something I've always wondered about. You know, when you, you watch people put up houses around here, the stick method, all of yeah. that stuff is sitting out in the elements, whether it's winter, summer, whatever, especially like if they put uh, OSB on the roof. It's just piled up there and it's, the rain comes down on it, the snow comes down. The houses get a little bigger too. Yeah. They're swelling. Yeah. yeah, I mean, is that good with your methodology? Is it just in time delivery? You get the uh, trusses there and everything when they need them and they put them up? That's and they right. Put the, okay. So is yeah, that right. better, yep. in, better in terms of the longevity of the house and the materials in the house than letting that stuff sit out in the elements, which mine did when it yeah. was built? No, and definitely, and then it just and it saves that time and it saves that money and investment that you put in too. Um, so because we're able to do all the construction offsite, we can do that in parallel with the site work. So they're getting demolition done or excavation, you know, pouring the foundation. We're working on the house uh, indoors, 
And so we already have all the components built and they're ready to be assembled on site as soon as that foundation is poured. And you get a weather tight shell very quickly because, like I said, all the major components are pre-cut and to a high level of precision. What would that time element be? We've done a project in as soon as four weeks. Um, I'd say typically it's more like six to eight for like a bigger project. Yeah, t- time is everything when it comes to that, Ron. If you're oh, yeah. With it's everything the way set you up. work. It's the way you work, yeah. It it's, is key. It's, it's, it's construction management is basically is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, well, you don't want to have wood sitting out there, especially if the mahogany windows we're talking about sitting out in the in the yard while you're just starting the foundation. No, and yeah, if you, all you have to do is right. drive around Bucks County and look at some of the developments that are going up, and you see that all the time. I look at job security for me yeah. in this local area. Yeah, absolutely. Because eventually it's going to break down, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. So basically, you are giving the builder, the local builder, everything he needs to assemble. He's not cutting. He's not doing this. He's assembling, spending his time assembling, correct? For the most part. Right, right. Okay. For the most part, right. Gotcha. Okay. What is the average size of the deck houses that you sell? What are, how, how big are they or small? Yeah, I mean, we've small we've done down to like 800 square feet. We've done houses well over 8,000 square feet. But I'd say the average now uh, home is usually between two and 3,000 square feet. So we're right about that. People are thinking smaller in terms of their homes? Yeah, I think so. I think they're starting to think more, too, about just being efficient with spaces, too. You know, not putting in more than they really need. And and then that idea we talked about, too, of future expansion. One thing that I'd say about your homes, which we haven't really talked about yet, we talked about the mid-mod sort of uh, genealogy of your homes. Can you explain that? To me, it means a lot of glass. It means an indoor-outdoor look where the landscaping is part of the whole scene. Am I right about that? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's a big part of the, the designs for sure. Who usually goes for a design like that? I would think it would tend to skew younger. I mean, honestly, the demographics are pretty across the board. So we definitely have younger clients who are building sort of their first home. Um, we have a lot of clients, too, that are building a vacation or second home or are downsizing and deciding to say, you know, this is the house we're going to retire in. So it kind of goes both ways. I would ask uh, Chris to share with you. I just sent him the um, link to a series that we just completed. It was called The Coolest Neighborhoods in America. And we did a mid, we did mid-mod architecture in Philadelphia. We did mid-mod in Palm Springs. We did log homes in Medford Lakes, New Jersey. And we did arts and crafts homes in uh, Pasadena. Pasadena. And we're finishing up with Frank Lloyd Wright's designs in Buffalo. So it's a very interesting series. And if you look at the mid-mod, it's just gorgeous. And But I have a question about it. You got that much extensive use of glass, right? Does it yeah. have an impact on energy cost, a negative impact on energy cost? Yeah, I mean, the, sh- the short answer, all things being equal, it, it would have an impact for sure. Um, one of the things that's happening, though, is like the, the um, window manufacturers are really boosting the energy efficiency of their windows to start. But one of the things that we like to do is work with that trade-off because you want to get that indoor-outdoor connection. You want to get those views. So we try to consider the solar orientation. Mm-hmm. You get some passive solar heat gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, use overhangs to shade in the summer. Um, and so we sort of balance those views and that connection with the use of glass to try and maximize on benefits either way. Frank Lloyd Wright was very, very big with that, with the uh, cantilevered overhangs, you know? Right. And he was he was into, even though he wasn't mid-mod, it was the Prairie School of Architecture, indoor right. or outdoor again, indoor or outdoor. He actually had it. I think, didn't he have a degree? I believe he had a degree in uh, landscape design as well, Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, just looking at your website, you, there is a lot of mid-modern century-looking homes here. It really adds a nice characteristic. But oh, my it, God, yeah. It gives you even a variety of even more, though. So it's just not all mid-modern. There's there's a lot of more uh, short towns. There's more uh, just really contemporary. There's a you, lot can of build, you can build to the style that's sort of prevalent where you live. You know, like, do you do, do, you do a low country style, for instance, for, like, uh, the Charleston area? Definitely, like, it's like what you're picking up on. It's sort of what does the local vernacular call for and you know what are the client's preferences and we can kind of tailor to that and make sure that it's always site specific and, and really custom to that unique place yeah low countries i mean we, as you drive around the, the charleston area you go outside of charleston low country all over the place so mm-hmm. I, I would imagine anybody who comes to you from down there is going to want that style of the house right 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 okay in terms of glass, if you've looked, our sponsor is Provea. They make outstanding products. Oh. I would think, I would think that glass has progressed over the years, right? Like yeah, the, right. And with solar gain, you can almost counteract the effects that glass would have in terms of requiring more energy usage. Am I right about that? 
Yeah, and like I said, I mean, it's a, it's a balance. You know, you have to sort of orient it in the correct way to take advantage of that. What if one of your buyers wants to add solar as an auxiliary power supply? Yeah, oh yeah, that's very common. We will factor that into our designs too. So make sure the roofs are oriented correctly if they want to put it on the roof. Sometimes, depending on the land, you could do like a solar array. That's certainly something we could add. The other thing we're seeing too is geothermal heating. That's also been very common oh, yeah. for our clients. Mm-hmm. It's very comfortable too. A friend of mine had a geothermal heated house and feels fine in wintertime. It feels very fine. easy to do it in, in new construction because the lawn's already torn up. You know, if they're doing so, they're, they're go, and, go and do it. Yeah. yeah. So would that make sense for this young family we're talking about to go geothermal as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you look at the total cost of operating a house over the years, if you added solar as a supplement mm-hmm. to your, your energy system and you went geothermal, uh, you'd probably be on the low end of the cost spectrum of all the neighbors around you, wouldn't you? Right, yeah. I would think so, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, that initial investment. All right. How many basic, different basic designs do you offer? So like we, we kind of got away from that. We don't really do base designs anymore. Uh-huh. So everything at Acorn Deck House now is custom for the client's site, for their wish list. I mean, sometimes we'll use designs as like a starting or reference point, but everything's tailored to the uniqueness of each project for sure. Supposing there's a young family, they see a design in your portfolio and they fall in love with it, but it's like a thousand square feet too big for them. Can you maintain the same essential design and downsize it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, within reason, you know, Mm -hmm. there's certain rooms or something that we need to get rid of. But because we're custom, that's that's definitely something that comes up where, you know, there's not going to be that one size fits all solution. So if a client's referring to another design, we, we try and get it, you know, what is it about that they're drawn to? It's, is it the layout? Is it the material? Is it the how it looks, the form of it, the scale? So then we'll distill all that feedback and then make something that's more cohesive and fitting to, to their requirements. How much time would a couple have to factor in just to to talk to you to get to the point where they um, maybe see a few of your homes and talk things through and get to a plan. How much time does that uh, comprise? To get to an initial plan, yeah, I mean, that we could move pretty quickly on that. It's um, If a client has their land and they're sort of ready to, to move ahead, we like to start getting going with sketches and that kind of thing pretty quickly. The overall process, though, like from, you know, the sort of first call to when you start construction, that can take as fast as nine months we've done a house, but that had a lot of outside factors like permitting and engineering, things like that went very smoothly. But typically, it's a good rule of thumb would be like, you know, a year and a half from sort of first call to... Yeah, yeah that's what I figured about, a year and a half, two years. So if you're going to bumble around... Yeah in the seller's market now and look for a house. It's going to take you two years to get there. If you can find one. If you can find one. If you can find one. So why not just bite the bullet and build a house that you, you know, really want and build in expandability at the same time? Mike, have you ever found that any of your clients are buying older homes in a nice area, nice location with some land and ripping them down and having you guys build something from scratch? Yeah, definitely. Especially, I mean, like, you know, here in the greater Boston area, there's just not the land available. So that'll happen a lot. There'll be an older house that needs to be torn down for sure. There's one house on your uh, website that I love. You can pull it up right now. It's the Lincoln. The Lincoln is, uh, it would make an absolutely fabulous vacation house. Uh, It's two bedrooms, two baths, 1,247 square feet, and it's featured on your website. I'd I'd advise everybody, if you give out the URL, the website, to go see it. But I'm saying to myself, wouldn't the Lincoln make sense as a uh, sort of a starter house for a young family that could be expanded? Am I I crazy about about that? or Is it a crazy suggestion or would it work? Absolutely. Yeah. We, we really like that house. It's a pretty special house for us. It's got that small footprint, but it packs a lot into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, so we took advantage of the post and beam system we have. We have like an offset gable roof to it that kind of helps to open up that great room space, makes the small footprint feel bigger. Um, it's got clerestory windows, so it provides a lot of natural light. It has this four panel slider that goes out to a deck that connects to the landscape. Um, a lot of woods too. We have like dug fir lamb beams and cedar roof decking that gives a lot of warmth. And then wow, yeah. you can see in the you can see in the pictures too, the clients added a lot of color and personality to the interiors too. It's just gorgeous. Um, Absolutely gorgeous. I mean it uh, if, thank you. If yeah. I was looking for a vacation home, I would be I, I'd be up talking to you tomorrow, to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, yeah, it's a really comfortable, efficient house. Like we, we like that house. Um, and to your point of expanding on it, sure. I mean that's um, you know, that that's what we were talking about before about having this availability with doing custom that you can future-proof it. You can um, really plan for expanding in the future. We've also done a lot of stuff where we design like a flex space. So you'd have like a certain room um, that, you know, maybe it's an an office, but that could be a guest room, things like that. 
Um, and we also like a lot of clients too, that think about aging in place. So we'll work yep. on layouts that accommodate that now, you know, you don't have to, so again, so you don't have to make those compromises in the future. Yeah. You know, I, a lot of people might be thinking, well, I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to have, I'm going to have the section framed out and have, you know, weatherized and everything. And I'll just worry about it at a later date, but I wouldn't do that. Right. No. I wouldn't do that because you, you don't know, as you live in a house, your, your attitude towards what you want in the future is going to change. I think for, for most yeah. people, it would change, wouldn't it? Right. So yeah. you want to just get the plan done now so the plan works with the base house. And if you want to change the plan a little bit, it's paper. It's not materials. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the Lincoln is, you guys think that the Lincoln is a good example of something that could be become something bigger at a later date too, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Would it make sense and be financially feasible for a group of friendly families? I know a guy who did this years ago, and it did, did it very well. Young people, maybe in their late 30s, early 40s, three or four families know each other to start an acorn deckhouse cluster of homes someplace where they're all sharing the cost of the land clearing and all that stuff. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's certainly an economy of scale there, right? And if you can buy in all the, the resources together, I think it makes sense. Um, you know, from our standpoint, too, we could sort of offer like a volume discount, if, especially if they're similar designed homes. I think we wouldn't want to do anything like cookie cutter and repetitive, but, you know, um, but yeah, they definitely benefit from those economies of scale. And then purchasing the supplies of the homes, we could really help with phasing the deliveries efficiently. Yeah, that's what I'm Making thinking. Sure that would make a lot yeah. of sense. If, if you know, it, it could be like a family, like sisters and brothers who want to do it, and they all get yeah. along very well together. I have a friend who did it, and they lived there for about uh, 25 years. They built four houses. He built four houses. He put him and uh, three three other families, put them up in yeah, County here, and it worked. You got fences. Right. They're going to yeah. separate you. Well, fences, and you don't have to. I mean, you know, things happen over the years where maybe somebody falls out with somebody else. But gen- generally speaking, you know, if if you live in uh, and you got some some land or something like that, it's yeah. going to work. Yeah, the initial cost would be better for the the homeowner in the beginning because of that savings that they have in a in a multi complex, which would be three four homes. So if you do sell the house, sure. then you go to profit down the line. Sure. See, I'm thinking of things here that can help young people in particular. Get over this hump right now, because I don't see this changing anytime soon. We talked to, we talked to somebody, we, uh, a good friend of your valuable home, who was only three weeks ago, about the uh, forecast for what's happening in the market. Doesn't she didn't see seem to say uh, that anything is going to change with this uh, seller's market anytime soon, right? Mm-mm. So you could see this could go on for years. Could, could go on for years. It's been like two years now, hasn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. So I think people are going to have to find different ways to skin a cat today. You work with a buyer according to a step-by-step process. Can you walk us through those steps, Michael? Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, once a client has that land to build on, that's when they're usually going to call us. And what we have is we have these great project directors, and they're going to work with them along the way through our design process, through the permitting, through choosing the builder, uh, through that off-site construction phase, and then during construction itself, too, we, we help to coordinate with the builder on site for those shipments, and then also just questions during construction all the way through to the final fit out. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, how easy is it to get financing for one of your homes? That's really a two-part question, isn't it? Because land, you, you have to do differently, don't you? You do have to do a little differently. Um, there's you know a lot of banks so that will offer financing for the construction of our homes, and we have a local bank that we can recommend to, to our clients. Um, the thing you just have to make sure of is you that the bank understands the deliverables that a pre-manufactured company like ours is providing. So, and then how those correspond with their fund disbursements. How would you prefer to work? Is it with a builder that you've worked with before or would you work with new builders? Yeah. I mean, all things being equal, but you know, we've, we're working with new builders all the time too. So the builders you've worked with in the past, you just know that they understand the system and don't have to go through that learning curve. But with a new builder, we help them out uh, and have those builder orientations too. So we're sort of comfortable with it either way. Okay. The, uh, there's another section on your site that, uh, that markets renovation expertise. That's sort of like a hybrid of what we're talking about here, because yeah. it, it could be an acorn deck house that exists now. It's fifteen hundred square feet, and somebody wants to add an addition to it. So it's kind of like right. a hybrid, and it's uh, that would be an afterthought. What I'm th- talking about here is planning it from the get go. You know, the addition from the get go. But how many right. of th- those do you do a year? Yeah, the additions we do probably fifteen or so of those a year, um, and then the this renovation part where we're servicing 
acorns and deck houses that we've built throughout our history. That's where, I mean, this, we've probably get like hundreds of calls a year. That's probably like 500 clients we're dealing mm. with. And, you know, small to big, we have a whole parts and service department that specializes in that. So, you know, and we still craft our own mahogany windows and doors that match the original that were built. Um, they've just been updated to be more modernized and more energy efficient. And we also have all of our archives, or most of the archives of almost all our homes built. So that helps with the project planning and our expertise and our ability to help support those renovations and those additions. Those renovations, just for curiosity's sake, what would be the average age of the person who's doing that, number one, and what would be that what would be that renovation? Is it in addition to make the house a little bit bigger? Um, yeah, a mixture of both. And then age two is also a mixture of both. So sometimes it'll be first time home buyer who just bought an acorn deck house. And so they're going to come to us for that, that resource that we offer. Or some could have been in their house for a couple of decades and they're ready to either expand or replace the windows and sliders that they uh, have been meaning to get to. So you can find us at deckhouse.com. Deckhouse.com. 1-800-727-3325. Okay, Michael, thank you very, very much. It's been very, very informative for me and hopefully for our listeners, too, and maybe give some people some options to think about. New ideas. Yeah. Yeah, great. It's been really great to talk to you both. Hey, Kev, great news on how our listeners can tap into their home equity without taking a loan, making monthly payments, or piling on debt. With Unison, they get up to 17.5% of their home's value to remodel, pay off debt, buy a vacation home, whatever. You have Unison, right? Yep, paid off medical debt. Unison's terms were perfect for me, especially zero monthly payments for up to 30 years. Zero monthly payments? How do they make money? When you sell your home, you pay them the original co-investment amount plus a percentage of the change in your home's value up to 30 years later. How do we learn more? Go to unison.com backslash YVH, which stands for Your Valuable Home. Again, that's unison.com backslash YVH. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit unison.com backslash YVH for details. Remember the name Provia, your single source for professional class, entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone and metal roofing, products made with latest technology and honest old-world craftsmanship, the Provia way. That's this week's podcast. Your Valuable Home comes to you every week on the new Pod City Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, and all other popular podcast directories. If you want us to share your home improvement project or horror story, email me at kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. That's kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast that's all about building wealth in residential real estate and hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. 